Hey, a big weekend once again ahead in racing. We've got the Cox Plate to come tomorrow. Of course, that is all in the build-up to the Melbourne Cup. Ascot, big day coming up tomorrow as well. And joining us down the line this afternoon to chat all about it is racing expert for Tab Radio, Digby Beecham. Good afternoon, Digby. Matt, good afternoon to you. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm sure you're very busy at the moment. It's busy, but it's a great time of the year. Cox Plate Eve, uh, one of the great races on the Australian calendar, if not the greatest race on the Australian calendar. So anyone who's got a little bit of thoroughbred um, interest sort of coursing through their veins, this is like the night before Christmas. (laughs) Well, what did you make, uh, firstly, before we do get into the weekend ahead, what did you make of the Caulfield Cup? We saw without a fight, taking the win, uh, ridden by Mark Zara from WA. What did you make of the race? Just a great ride. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk post-race, given that Mark sort of incurred a, a sanction for overuse of the whip, but his ability to get that horse to travel and then shut the gate on Ben Mellon, you know, as they turned for home on Gold Trip, it was just uh, a masterful, heady, competitive ride, and it allowed, without a fight, to win second up at Group 1 level in a Caulfield Cup, one of the great races also on the Australian calendar. Uh, Wonderful training performance by Anthony and Sam Friedman, the father and son combination, but certainly Mark Zara's ride was a 12 out of 10. What horse will he be riding in the Melbourne Cup? Will he stay on board um, uh, without a fight, fight, or will he go to, uh, to Gold Trip? Well, he'll make that decision, I suspect, within the next 24 hours. And he has informed connections of both horses, Gold Trip, who he rides in tomorrow's Cox Play, and also, without a fight, that he will make a decision post the Cox Play tomorrow. So he's been given assurances from both stables that they will wait for him. One stable is going to be disappointed, and the other is going to be very happy to have his services. But he is in that really enviable position where he can either you know pick gold trip who is the reigning melbourne cup champ uh he is flying he won a turnbull he was enormous it must be said in the caulfield cup last weekend or he can ride without a fight who goes to a melbourne cup and tries to do the double which some of the great horses in australian racing history have achieved how's amelia's jewel looking just before we do take a look at the cox plate yeah, she's well. Um, so she will have uh, just a, a nice gallop tomorrow. It won't be anything too strenuous. And then she'll be put to the sword on Tuesday morning at Flemington and post that piece of work, provided all things go according to plan. She will make her way up from Melbourne to Sydney next Thursday, I think it is, Thursday night, Friday morning. And then she will compete in the $10 million Golden Eagle out there at Rose Hill. All right, let's take a look. Race nine tomorrow at the Valley. The Cox Plate, one of the biggest races in Australia, if not the biggest, as you heard uh, there, or the biggest and best, I should say, from Digby. Now, um, we've got uh, some great horses in this race. We just mentioned Gold Trip a little bit earlier on. Uh, Romantic Warrior, I believe, is the favourite, barring any late changes. So uh, what are your thoughts on the race? Great race. It's an outstanding race, Matt, and you've got this Hong Kong superstar, Romantic Warrior. He's currently the favourite, and the way that the world pools operate with so much influx of money coming from Asia, in particular Hong Kong, which is a massive betting jurisdiction, you can be assured that he will start favourite. And in all likelihood, he's going to be considerably shorter 
than what you're seeing now with Tab Touch. Look, he ran fourth in the Turnbull. He was fair to the neutral observer, but James McDonald said, look, don't back him off that run. He's given him a couple of spins around Mooney Valley since then, and he couldn't be more bullish, James McDonald. And he doesn't talk rubbish. He calls it as he sees it. And if he wasn't happy with Romantic Warrior, he would let you know. He maintains the horse as a star, and the horse is well and truly capable of taking out a cox plate. So you have to respect that. For many, he is the start starting point. But then you work in the horses like a Mr. Brightside, who won three on the bounce up until he was beaten in the King Charles narrowly by Fanville. You've got Alligator Blood, who's winning group ones for fun of late, to be ridden by Tim Clark for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Brock. Gold trips there as well. You've got Fangirl, who took down Mr. Brightside. She gets a firm track that she desperately needs for Chris Waller. And then you've got Chris Waller's other runner, Militarised, this three-year-old Dundee Colt. He's already a three-time Group 1 winner. If he wins this race, he is a four-time Group 1 winner before Christmas as a three-year-old. That's in rare air indeed. Uh, he is a star Colt. He's already worth... 15 to 20 million. If he goes and wins a Cox Plate, he's worth 25 to 30 million, maybe north of 30 million. Um, and Victoria Road is a Northern Hemisphere three year old to be ridden by Blake Shin, one of the best jockeys there in Melbourne for the master, Aidan O'Brien. Uh, it's a great race, man. Well, uh, you heard it there, and just a number of uh, great horses in this race. So, which way uh, are you leaning, Digby? Which way uh, are you going to be um, leaning in tomorrow's Cox Plate? Yeah, look, I'm invested in Militarise. I had the double um, a couple of weeks ago without a fight to win the Caulfield Cup into Militarise to win the Cox Plate. So I'm happy enough with Barrier 3 for this cold. He ran fifth in the Caulfield Guineas. It wasn't a great run. It wasn't a sack me run. Uh, it was a fair run. He wasn't suited by the way that that race was run on that occasion, the way the track was playing on that day. He's got 49.5 kilos on his back. He's had a spin around Mooney Valley, as has his apprentice rider, Zach Lloyd. He is a star in the making, so I'm leaning towards Militarise. All right, that's race nine, number 11. Militarise for tomorrow's Cox Plate. Uh, what else catches your eye uh, at the Valley on the card tomorrow? Well, we get to see Imperatrice go around. One of the greatest, or certainly one of the fastest horses in the in the Southern Hemisphere, it must be said. Um, she's a brilliant mare from New Zealand. She's been domiciled over there in Melbourne for the spring, and she's odds-on to win the $2 million Manicato stake. She has swept all before her. Indeed, I think she scared a fair few away there tomorrow. She's odds-on. She should be winning. Um, and look, who knows? She's just the sort of horse who likes going all, uh, the left-handed way of racing. She likes firm ground, I suspect. Regardless of what she does tomorrow, there will be inquiries from slot holders in the Quokka, which is worth $5 million here next year in Western Australia, out of Ascot in April, inquiring whether she would like to come over here and run in the Quokka. Now, you don't know unless you ask the question, but I can assure you that questions will be asked to connections of Imperatrice, whether they'd be interested in coming over here to Western Australia to run in the Quokka. All right. So that is uh, race eight, number six, and uh, certainly a horse to look out for tomorrow in Paratrise. Uh, and, of course, that will um, be the race prior to the Cox Plate. Digby's best bet is uh, number 11, Militarise. What about at Ascot tomorrow, Digby? Um, big day to come as well. Yeah, it is, Matt. Nine races. 
to be run and won there at headquarters tomorrow. And the feature is race eight, the McMahon-Belgravia stakes over the six furlongs for the three-year-old. So this is when the boys and girls meet until the Placid Arc was souped up recently. Pretty much this was the last time they met until they got to the WA Guineas when then they would, you know, cross over again. Um, this is a terrific race. We get to see the return of Super Smith, who won the Karakata Plate. She won the WA size produce stakes as a juvenile. She was the state's leading two-year-old last season. She's come up with barrier six for Dan Morton and Chris Parnham. She's favourite at the moment. She's going to be the testing material. But I think the new kid on the block, almighty class, barrier two, Jared Nosky, Mitchell Pateman, a devastating winner of the Max Simmons stakes a fortnight ago. He is going to be awfully hard to beat. He'll tag the speed. He's got an ideal barrier from which to jump from and I think Almighty Class is going to well and truly stretch the neck of Super Smink in this feature at Ascot tomorrow, Matt. Alright, so Almighty Class race uh, number eight, number three. Really looking forward to a big day at Ascot and that is the Belgravia Stakes. Uh, any little um, perhaps any roughies for tomorrow at Ascot? Yeah, look, we went too far off last week in regards to Mount Nash. I think he ran second. It was at an each-way quote. Now, tomorrow, again, at an even bigger quote than what Mount Nash was last week when we spoke. In race number six, I am thinking that horse six, Speed Dream, isn't utterly hopeless. He doesn't win out of turn. I get that. I perhaps would have liked to have seen him do a little bit more fresh when he didn't finish perhaps as well as he has done previously, but he went into that race under 60 kilos. He hadn't trialled. He drops down to 54.5 kilos there tomorrow. He'll let the speed go, and if they are making ground down the middle of the Ascot track, I'm expecting Speed Dream around that $21 can run you a really good race, maybe run top three at an each-way quote. All right, so that is a nice, easy one to remember. We'll go over these uh, bets once again for you. So um, for the Cox Plate, race nine, number 11, uh, a bit earlier on in the day at Mooney Valley, race eight, number six. Uh, for Ascot, race eight, number three, and uh, a bit of a roughie for tomorrow as well at Ascot. Speed dream, you heard it just then. Uh, race six, number six, a nice easy one to remember. Digby, a big thanks to you for uh, jumping on the show this afternoon. Always a pleasure and enjoy your weekend. You too, Matt. Great to chat. Thank you. There he goes. Digby Beecham, racing expert for Tab Radio here on Sports Drive this afternoon.